Wow! It's the Wow Show on the Barshcast Podcast Network. Wow. Now, here's March and Mike. since we taped i'm marshall Manlove, and i'm mike pico when was the last time we taped oh let's see tim was here i know it was after christmas like february-ish maybe mm, really that long yeah I, I think we missed march altogether i've been uh yeah i missed half of march with uh malfunctioning eyeball yeah and the repair yep mike was sporting an eye patch there for a while yeah, I'm, I'm still using it from time to time. It, it, it's very uncomfortable, so you have to you have to weigh the discomfort of what I can't see uh-huh. and and what I can see, and holding the eye closed against the discomfort of wearing the eye patch, uh, which I can liken to wearing boots, like like work boots. There comes a point in the day where you know you you put them on and they feel okay, and you go and you do your stuff, but. There comes a point when you really just want to get them off. I hear you. And that's kind of what the eye patch is like. Gotcha. I gotcha. And then I've been busy with this play that I've been in, which we talked about actually the last time we taped. We did. Yep, that was the last time we taped. Talked about acting. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. And uh, I've I've since seen this play, the, the world premiere, in fact. That's right. Holy traffic. World premiere. At the Chapel Street Theater with the Chapel Street Players. In Newark, Delaware. Written by Paul Maltby. Cast of many. Good show. Uh, I think the cast did a real good job bringing the characters to, to life. First time they've ever been brought to life. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I played three roles. I originally got two, and then somebody backed out, and one night I was reading one of the gay roles. It, that's That was your character, Daffodil. Yes, I'm Daffodil, yeah. along with Earl, the, uh, the mountain <laughs> evangelist, and Tommy Mangano, the very rich and um, pompous Italian guy. Uh-huh. But one day I was reading the part because they were in rehearsal, and I can't do a gay accent, an effeminate accent. Just way too far out of your wheelhouse? Yeah, so I was reading lines like this. They can enter my sacred grove any time they want. <laughs> and, and people were laughing. So yeah. I just said, hey, I'll do it if you want. No, I, I definitely, that, that character um, was definitely a standout in the show overall. Um, and simply because the, in all of the setup, you expect this big guy that you are to come off with a, a dainty little, well, he can get in my grove any time, and it's just not there. And it's you're, you, you brought the the grizzly kind of the voice that you expect to come out of you, which was unexpected enough that it, it gets a good laugh. Mm-hmm. Um, I think the crowd received it very well. It was it was a, a hard left turn in that scene that that I think was is necessary. <laughs> so, as you could imagine. Most of the people who are involved with theater 
are lean a little left, let's say, politically. Lefter than you. <laughs> so I am in the pit. What is? I'm trying to think of the phrase for that. I'm like in the... What is that? Like you're in the, I don't know, you're in the danger zone. But what's the name? I kept, I've been racking my brain for the last 15 minutes. I can't figure out um, what it is. Definitely the minority. Well, uh, yeah. But, uh, there might be like two other people there that I, I think might believe this the way I do. And I don't discuss any of that. Sure. At I mean, all. It's, because I know it's I'm outnumbered, first of all. But it, yeah. it comes up. Uh-huh. Right? Often. And I bite my lip. I'm like, uh-huh. And in particular, a conversation came up about the NEA, the National Endowment of the Arts, and how it's on the chopping block mm-hmm. in the Trump budget. And in the program, even one of the board members talks about yes. those cuts and how we should get on the phones and mm-hmm. email the mm-hmm. congressmen and stuff like that. And uh, I happen to agree with these cuts. Okay. Yeah, I... I- I do and I don't. Um, I think my larger issue is the big deal that's being made of it. And when you really get down to the brass tacks, it's not a lot of money to begin with. True. Well, why would you not be for those cuts? Um, well, I... I I, I, did, I honestly don't have a great reason. Just, well, take, um, I mean, take I, the position. That's fine. Just take uh, the position. But um, I, I, I think it's due to the type of government that we've all been led to believe that we have in this country. Um, I think that it's. I think that it's important that we foster the the arts' um, ability to to thrive, and if if that. You know, means throwing them a couple of bucks to for a jumping off point. Uh, I I don't necessarily have a problem with some funding, uh, and and like I said, in the grand scheme of things, the the money that's there is absolutely not large. Um, even even so in so far as as public broadcasting, I mean that's really included in that in that group of money, and it's it's not a it's not a ton of money. Um, one of the other big cuts that everybody has barked about is is Meals on Wheels, and you know that that would be one that I I throw my hand up and say, hey, you know, let, let's keep that before we fund the arts. Well, at that, first but, of all, with Meals, I just want to stick with NEA, but yeah. for Meals on Wheels, the the total budget for Meals on Wheels, the federal amount of that is three point three percent. Yeah, the rest of it is privately funded. Yeah, so it's and, only three point three percent, and it, it it really boils down to a few million dollars. Now, <clears throat> that aside, though, here's my problem. I've seen this this meme mm-hmm. that says um, it lists all these causes mm-hmm. that are currently funded mm-hmm. by the government, mm-hmm. right? And how it's like a dollar twenty seven a year out of my pocket right and it comes up you know there's 12 or 15 different causes yep. and it yep. comes up to it's, 20, uh, well, it's supposed to it's be like a, a 24 bucks a year yeah a pittance for the year uh-huh. right let's just say it's even more like you know maybe 100, 100 bucks for the year like but that, yeah right? they say you can just keep my money 
right? I want. Let's yeah. keep this, and you can yeah. just have dip my in money. your dip into your pocket. Let me make something very clear to all of you out there who believe that way. At any time you want, you are free to write a check to the yeah. IRS. You can send them extra money, right? Or if something does get cut, put your money where your mouth is, and send the money to these places which you support. Right. You should only have your money sent to places which you support. Because now let's remember, probably the only thing that's mandated in the Constitution that the government actually spend money on is the military. Yep. Okay. You have no choice there. That's in the Constitution. Now, you can go about and amend the Constitution and get two-thirds of the states to ratify it and say we are going to spend $20 million a year on the arts, and that can yep. be part of the Constitution. Mm-hmm. In that sense, it is a living and breathing document because it can be changed that way. Yes. It's not a living and breathing document where you can just interpret it any way you want. It's living and breathing to the extent that you can change it according to what is happening in the current culture yes. in which we live. So feel free to go about and have that. And yes. I will tell you, if you if if you tried to make a constitutional amendment that said we would like to the we would like to mandate that the amount of money that is currently being proposed to cut out of meals on wheels mm-hmm. we want to mandate that it stays in there and that we pay for that i bet you you could amend the constitution and have that happen very likely uh, right i don't I, I don't that, think that there's anybody that says hey don't take pop up a sandwich it, it I mean, I think we can all agree that it's a it's a good program, and the fact is, not a whole lot of money, and it you know that that three point three percent. If you if you really look closely at at what they're spending their money on, it's probably uh, it's making sure that the a lot of that money probably goes to making sure that the wheels get greased and and the the, the program runs. So I don't have a problem with that particular funding, and you know what they cut it. Like, okay, yeah. I'm for the cut, but if I now have the ability to supplement to, them, to support them, yes, that is a choice. Yeah, because if you're right? not going to pay that money in taxes, you can redirect it on your own. I think it's kind of ironic that a lot of people that are pro choice want to remove that kind of choice from somebody like me. Like, I mm-hmm. have no choice right now. Right. The government is taking my money and supporting things I don't support. Right. I, where I'd rather have that money in my pocket to, number one, support myself and my family. Right. First, first sure. of all. absolutely. First, primarily. Then, if I have stuff left, I can send it to somebody else. Oh, that's a great idea. Yep. Now... With the art, the NEA, though, here's what bothers me. They believe it must be funded so it can be something that people can access. They believe it benefits society, right? To some degree, I would I would agree with that, that broad statement. I only believe, though, that it should be able to stand on its own. If it's so great, it should be able to stand on its own and attract funds one way or the other, mm-hmm. either through donations that are requested or through sales of tickets. Mm-hmm. I spent the last few weeks promoting this show that I'm in on my Facebook account yep. and whoever else would listen. And two people I know showed up for the show. You were one of them. Mm-hmm. My girlfriend was the other. I have many friends 
within that within my social network there mm-hmm. who I have read bitch about the cuts to the NEA right yeah. I say come out and support yeah it, it's definitely an artistic endeavor so don't you lose any right to complain about funds being cut when you don't actually show up and support the things that you believe that should be supported mm-hmm. you lose you lose any credibility with me and I just have to cut you out of this conversation period <laughs> right but better yet I will tell you something that the services I perform mm-hmm. as a hypnotherapist yes are infinitely more important than the arts because you, you, I can you, you, get people to quit smoking lose weight reduce stress just think mm-hmm. about stress reduction yeah. alone and the and the lives that could be saved by just those three things right there mm-hmm. stress reduction Smoking cessation, weight loss. Uh-huh. Let alone the productivity I could I could increase in this country through my performance enhancement programs. Yes. Right? I contend that those services are in fact vital in comparison mm-hmm. to something that is an entertainment function which you do to relax mm-hmm. after work. Sure. Now, yes, that could be re- stress reduction. Uh-huh. Okay. But I have a direct channel to the mind <laughs> when it comes to stress reduction. So, what gets me though is that now I have to take you know, I have to make I either have to succeed or fail on my own. Yes. Right? Nobody nobody uh, supports me that way. What's uh, uh, subsidizes me right. in an endeavor, which is very, very important to mm-hmm. society. It's the, it's to the it, it, my services improve the health of society. Yes, definitely. Those who have used my services have benefited mm-hmm. uh, in their health for that. Yeah. So I could make a better case that I should be federally funded, then I could make a case for the NEA, or anybody else could make a case for the NEA being funded. Sure. Right. So, therefore, I now propose (laughs) the following. (laughs) Federal funding for hypnotherapy. Just for me. Oh, just you. Yeah, so, you see, really, it's not a real big weight placed on the average taxpayer then. Mm Mm-hmm. Because I only need like probably a million, two million bucks a year. Okay? That's it. Reach a lot of people that way. So that's like, it's not even a dollar a person. Yeah. Right? It's it's even less. It's like, uh, what's uh, a million out of, uh, out of 360 million? Man, we're stupid podcasters, not math magicians. It's not even a penny. It's like a half no, a penny. It's, it's, it's nothing. So I want this meme now to be edited. You want to add Marshall Manlove? Yes. Okay. One penny. One penny. Okay. I can get like, you know, $1.8 million a year. And I'll provide a hell of a hypnotherapy service for anybody who wants it at mm-hmm. that point. Oh, yeah. Right? Show up. Yeah. And, you know, that's just the way it should be. Because here's the thing. You know, as when that economy tanked, man, I lost everything. Mm-hmm. I lost everything. Right? Nobody helped me. Nope. And I was providing these services back then. And by the way, I am also an entertainer. 
So why aren't I getting a cut now? Yeah. Yeah, you, you do have an artistic performance. That's right. Your mentalism show, absolutely. And my hypnosis show. Yeah. Let's not forget that. That's the main one, by the way. MarshallManLove.com. Mm-hmm. That's the third show that I do, which we won't mention. <laughs> but it's been a lot of fun and uh, doing this show. And there's another one coming up. Well, there's two actually. One there's an audition tonight, mm. tomorrow. But I can't, can't do it. No, I have. From July through, I don't know, for the entire summer, July through August, I have one show booked, and it happens to be in the middle of that. Uh, I can't, so I can't do it. We need to get you some more shows then. Yeah. That way you don't feel so bad. Either that or I'm, I'm going to be a Uber driver. I hear that's not such a bad gig for a couple extra bucks here and there. Uh, yeah, you can't make a living on it, though. You lose no. money. Mm-hmm. Because they just don't pay enough to actually cover the expense of running a car per mile so that's it that's all we got for this one I think alright it was a good show though I yeah, suggest anybody that's in earshot that can, can get down to the theater go see it yeah well that would be I'd have to actually post this in time oh never mind <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. I should probably it. actually post this after the show so I don't piss any of my castmates off before this coming Thursday. Yeah. Probably a smooth move uh-huh. to do that. Yeah. They're all very nice people, by the way, and I'm, I imagine they think I'm nice. They don't really include me in, like, in pictures or anything that they take <laughs> with each other. And most of the time I try to say something and nobody answers you're, anything you're, I have to say. Well, you're the new guy. You're kind of an outlier. They. There's a bunch of new guys and girls in there. But I don't know. Maybe they just know. They get the vibe. <laughs> like, he's one of them. He's weird. He's one of them. One of them there. Trumpers. He might be a Republican. <laughs> 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 yeah, it's a possibility. They might think he that way. He probably voted the other way. Yeah, well, somebody there is... And I've friend requested a bunch of them on Facebook and all. Mm-hmm. There's a couple I haven't, though, because I took a look at their pages. They're all like, F Trump, <laughs> this, that, and the other thing. I'm like, oh, you know. Uh, it, it, you know, in the, in the real world, outside this theater here, yeah. we're, we're like uh, you know, political enemies. <laughs> yeah, I've uh, got a handful of uh, Facebook friends that are, I've been very quiet. I haven't gotten rid of them because I don't mind watching it go by and shaking my head from time to time, but there's some folks that I haven't been as uh, as friendly on their pages as I, I have in the past because, wow. Yeah, I just unfollow them. I'm not unfriending them. I just unfollow them yeah. so I don't have to... Clean read, up your feet read, a little bit. ...read their crap. I, I know they believe every word of it. That's fine. It, it's just, I don't need to read stuff that I, yeah. that I don't believe well, or, or know differently. Yeah. I'm, a, I'm actually thinking of one person in particular, and, and wow. It, Pete, Pete? No, no, actually not. <laughs> uh, but it's really, it's it's almost off the rails. I mean, for, mm-hmm. the, for January and February, I came really close to, to, to just bailing out. Because, you know, it got bad right, af- right after the election. And then it eased off some. Okay, I guess he cooled down a bit. 
but then as inauguration day rolled around it just uh yeah I, here's, but it, it's become a train wreck i can't look away now i need to know what the next thing's going to be here's uh an example of irony mm-hmm. okay sure uh of i had to go back it took some doing i had about 60 Facebook friends who were uh, black. Mm-hmm. I'm now down to about 30. And you racist. The reason is because these friends of mine mm-hmm. said that anyone who voted for Trump or supports Trump is a racist mm-hmm. or is a traitor or whatever. Yeah. Okay. I'm like, really? Okay. Hmm. How, I don't know how you would explain my, my list of particular friends on there. Mm-hmm. If I was actually a racist. Yeah. I, right. I mean, but these are people that either unfriended me or I had to cut loose because uh-huh. that's what they were. They were yeah, effectively you, you calling me those names. Right. Right. I'm like, really? That's what you think? Mm-hmm. I think differently. I'm a racist. You happen to be a friend of mine, right? What the hell does that? E- where does that even come from? It's so stupid. It's so psychotic uh-huh. at this point that I'm like, okay, all right. But I, I don't even know how you're supposed to. I yeah, I, I've half Mike, half of them. I know, I know. I, I've none of these people know what I went through. In, no. in these in these last eight to ten years, uh-huh. okay, I lost it all. I lost it all. My vote was for economic reasons, for nothing else. Not because you know. Look, if if you're a dude that wanted to be a girl, or vice versa, and you think that was the reason why you should have voted for Hillary Clinton, God bless you. But I'm telling you, I, that is so. This was an. This was a. a a vote about economics for me. Yeah. Because all, all politics are personal and local. For me, it was strictly about economics. Mm-hmm. And there's no perfect candidate. You're always going to find no, some something to bitch about with somebody. But I had five... I counted five good friends. Actually, I cut one out and put you on there, by the way, recently. Three of whom lost it all. Cut... I cut out with somebody who I thought was was a good friend and added you on there. So you were oh, one of okay. my top, my five best friends. Okay. Okay. But three of them lost it all. Lost it all. Uh-huh. Millionaires who are went to nothing. Right. Okay. Uh, this was about economics for me and those people who are basically self employed people, mm-hmm. right? Who employ other people, etc. I was about. It had nothing to do with. Uh, you know, that, I mean, there's other minor issues, right? Other minor issues. There's always. But look, I never heard Trump say anything about black people. I never heard him say no. anything about that. Uh, you know, all right, Hispanics might have had a, a reason to be upset. But okay? there's a whole movement of Hispanics that voted for him for various reasons. Yeah, in a higher percentage than than the black population. Yeah, which is which and, is kind of strange. And you know, some of the some of what I heard from that was. And and very interesting. It's it's a point that I made. I know that during the election when we talked about it was, well, yeah, that's that's what the news clip 
sounded like when they cut it down, but the whole statement was da 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 And as someone who's here legally trying to make my way, that other thing that's going on is a problem for me. You know, and you have to realize that if you're taking the time to listen to the whole statement and, and, and really wrap your head around the issue before you make that determination... I, I, I gotta respect that. Whether I agree with your opinion or not, it, it is is moot. The fact is, you're you can back up your point with good logic and and sound fact. Yep, absolutely. What's up, Pete? Hey, Pete. What's up, guys? What do you think? You're gonna sit down, and take a mic or something? Clearing off the chair like you're getting ready to join the conversation. What's that? Yeah, all right. Well, we'll get you in on the next show. We're going to wrap this one up. All right. And we'll talk about something maybe you want to talk about. Okay. On Wow with Marsh and Mike, but we'll include you since you sat down. You're my roommate and all. All right. All right, that's it for this edition of Wow. Thank you very much. Find us uh, here, wherever you found us, and uh, please yeah. check out marshcast.com. Find us again. Show us where, Show your friends where we are. Yeah. Yeah. That's it. We're done. Find music, books, podcasts, and more at marshcast.com. <laughs>